It's Robin Marshall, America's sugar mom. Something so odd has happened. And I've been trying to put a finger on it for the last couple of days because I've wanted to sit down and talk with you. But a lot of things in my life have changed as of late. I went to Vegas, had a great time with my surrogate aunt and uncle, who picked up the tab on everything, so I basically won in Vegas. And then I sat down at the tables, the blackjack tables, and I won again. Now, that's two wonderful things. I have had a reverse decision given to me by my doctors. How crazy is this to jump from being out of remission with ovarian cancer and scared to death as you watch your numbers go up and up, taking new medicine and watching your body start to decline because of the meds, all kinds of crazy symptoms. In fact, one of the doctors I heard through a closed door say, if there's a symptom that's not in the book, this is the woman that's gonna have it. And it's true. I never get nauseous like every other woman that takes these drugs. I really am not fatigued to the point where I don't want to get off the couch. I find these other symptoms, like lymph nodes that blow up in the strangest places. Now, how does that happen from taking a drug that's supposed to save your life? Or my resistance drops so low that my blood pressure winds up at 80 over 40. My platelets hit the ground like saucers that are spinning. <laughs> you just wonder why they don't crack. And my resistance as a result was so low that I caught the flu. Didn't know I was going to make it through the whole episode until, and I was rescued by a man I'd gone out with the night before who came to my house when he found out I was that sick, even though I could have been contagious, picked me up, put me in his car, took my dogs, put him in the backseat with their little blankie, and took me out to the country where he lives. And since then, I've had a great time with this person. I'm not depressed. I'm happy. When was the last time you could honestly say to yourself that you're just plain old happy? For me, it feels like it's got to have been at least a year and a half. But let me go on. I've got two children that are graduating this week. They're not twins. It just took one six years, one four years to get their degrees from the same school on the same day. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if they cheated. I'm just so grateful that that one that took six years is finally coming out. I had the same situation with my son. I had to pull him by the teeth. I had to keep holding the apple up in the air for him to see it and make him walk towards gaining his degree. So that's four. That's going to be four out of five that have graduated college. It'll be a little easier on my pocketbook, too. So that's another thing. I've been offered an opportunity to sign with an agent in New York City. Now, the last time I signed with an agent was probably 10 years ago. And truthfully, maybe it's me. I don't know. I do demand a lot because I give a lot. And if somebody doesn't do their job, I know it. I can feel it. And it's not that I think I am the only talent they have. I understand that it's a numbers game. So they have to have hundreds and hundreds of talents and in New York, you've got to be the best of the best in order to even be represented. 
And no, I wasn't looking for him to hold my hand through the process. I just didn't like him. Okay, there it is. I didn't like him, and I was getting work on my own. So if I don't like somebody that I have to give 10% to, that never brings me anything in the first place, why stay with him? So I did the abnormal thing that nobody I know in my position would have done, and I opted out of the contract. I wasn't doing him any good. For some reason, every audition I did wasn't getting chosen, and I kept asking his crew, is there anything I could do to change? Should I do something different to my voice? Maybe the processing is off? Just tell me, and nobody would talk to me. So I said, you know, forget it. And I've done okay by myself, and I got involved in my podcast, and I run this huge division for Cumulus and Westwood One, where I've now got hundreds of people under me that are voice talents, and I've got a main crew that does all kinds of accents, and they're all production people, and I've got salespeople that come to me. So basically, I am acting as an agent of my own 500-plus radio stations, but I have found a woman with an agency in New York City that really likes my talent. And the best part is she likes me. And what's even better than that, I adored her after one conversation. She's just my kind of person. So even if I don't get anything from these auditions, I made a great friend. That's the way I look at things. And this is what's been happening to my life lately getting back to the cancer and the CA-125 number, which is the indicator that I've been telling you about now for over a year or two, that if that number goes up, it means that your cancer is most likely back and it's rearing its ugly head. Well, that's what happened. My number shot up. Everybody freaked out. My doctors put me on that drug that had all of those negative side effects as a result of my lymph nodes in the oddest places of anyone's body swelling up, they gave me an antibiotic to make that go away. And then I went back and had another CA-125 blood test and my numbers shot all the way down. So now it's like I worried my children for nothing. I talked to you and said, uh-oh, I'm out of remission. You know, not like I'm running like a lunatic away from it because I meet it head on at this point. I know it's chronic. I know it could come back at any time. But the deal is, I don't think I was out of remission. I think there was a slight thing that must have been inside of me that was inflamed. And it could have been that I was already getting sick with something else or those little lymph nodes might have started prematurely. Who the hell knows? You can't second guess cancer. And I know myself. I never get sick. I don't need to knock on wood when I say it. It's just my resistance. I'm really a healthy person with cancer. Go figure. <laughs> but the bottom line here is my number is back down. And that was without taking any medication for over a month. And I'm normal again. I have nothing to complain about medically. And I'm going to go next week again to get one more blood test done to see if that trend is maintaining. But for now, I believe I was still in remission. And somehow the medicine is what jacked everything out of place. You know, the way medicines are supposed to work. Really. But here's what I'm trying to get at. All of these really good things are happening in my life now. 
and as a result, I have nothing to complain about. I have nothing to be introspective about. And so I'm not sure of what to talk with you about. I guess it's like, if you're not depressed, you can't write a good song. I also made a great friend from my last podcast, Catherine, who went through one of the same similar situations as I did, being the woman in between, the other woman. So now I have another good friend. My other girlfriend wants to go away for a four-day weekend. I said yes. My division at work is doing really well. I'm going home to see my kids on Thursday for a long weekend, mainly because two of them, like I mentioned, are graduating. I mean, what am I supposed to talk about? I'm searching the recesses of my brain to finally pull something up that has depth and meaning. Okay, how about this guy? Here's a guy that is nothing like I was looking for. He's just nice. I don't know if I've always looked for that bad boy syndrome or someone I had to conquer or just someone that would keep me on my toes all the time. But this man just landed on my front steps knowing that I was sick. He's not selfish. He is constantly telling me he feels I'm beautiful. He wants to do everything for me without being obnoxious. He's a proud, very smart, schooled guy who decided to take things into his own hands, get divorced, start a new career, and he's happy. He's happy with himself, but he admits that he wasn't happy until somebody was in his life, like me. You know, I've also heard him say a few times to me that he's really sorry that his ex-wife had the issues that she wound up with towards the end, which I'm not going to talk about because it's really not my business. But he has mentioned several times that he wished she didn't have those problems because he really did love her. And he would have loved to have still been married to her. Maybe he's just that guy that loves to be married, you know, loves to be attached. I kind of think we are too. But what's really strange is, If I had said these words two years ago, even 18 months ago, I would have looked at myself in the mirror and slapped myself. I would have thought I was crazy because after my separation and my divorce and the last relationship where the guy just moved in and then went back to his wife, I mean, after all that crap, I didn't want to get married at all. In fact, I've been really gun shy. As I know, you've heard me say, not once, not twice, but probably one, two, skip a few, 99, 100 times. And now I'm entertaining the idea of what it would be like to be with somebody on a steady basis. I am looking for things. I'm being a little nitpicker. And I better be careful about that because I could blow somebody away if I don't watch my P's and Q's with this. But I really am looking for what could be the worst scenario. And I'm not seeing it. I can tell when he gets a little bossy. You know, make a left here, go straight, get in the right lane. And I finally turned to him while I was driving and I said, if you tell me one more time to get in that lane or wait for that light to turn a different shade of green, I'm going to ask you to get out of my freaking car because I've had enough of that with other people. And not that I'm comparison shopping here with men, 
but I know that's a hot spot. We all have our hot spots. That's one of mine. Don't tell me how to drive. I admit I am directionally challenged. I can't even find my way to the store that's around the corner, especially if it's raining. But I'm being realistic here. I'm telling you one of my faults. And I told him, but that doesn't mean you have to guide me like you're my seeing eye dog to get into another lane. That's the only thing I've found that I'm not happy with. Now, what about you? Where are you in life right now? Are you still married? And if so, are you really happy? Do you have everything you want? Or are there still things that you are striving to do or hoping to find, either inside the man you're married to or somebody else that you see out of the corner of your eye? I'm here to remind you, there is nothing wrong with extracurricular vision. Okay, we all look. Everybody, our husbands, our boyfriends, us, we all look. It's normal. But it's that look that you give to somebody else when you're with the person that's not right. That wandering eye, that is that look that gives you foresight into the fact that you are going to have a problem in your relationship. Or you most definitely already do. It's just my opinion. If you should see the man you're with looking at other women, I don't think he's a keeper. And it doesn't mean you should start wandering around with your eyes as well. It just shows a lack of character or a lack of interest on his part. If you notice that and it's your husband, something needs to be said. If you find that you're tiring of a relationship, you have three choices. One, stay the way you are and do nothing. Two, talk about it. Try and make it work. See if they're open to any suggestions, whether it's counseling, date night, just putting that bug in their ear, in their head, so that they understand that you might be having a little problem that you're asking for help with. Or three, it's the extracurricular affair. That little topic that put me on the map with Sugar Mom to begin with. It's only an affair if you refuse to leave the relationship you're in. You see? And if you try and fix it ahead and try and talk about it, and he wants nothing to do with either of those two things, and you feel really stuck, and you won't divorce for some reason, it could be that you're just too afraid to see what's on the other side. Well, if you put all of those things together and you do meet someone on the side, and you step to the right and learn about this new person, and allow yourself to enjoy yourself with the things you've been missing forever, based upon the fact that the man you're supposed to be with won't do anything? Look, we're not getting any younger here. You can have that affair. You can love it, enjoy it, soak it up like the sun. But man, you still have to come home. You still have to face the music. You can live through a separation. You can live through a divorce. Your children are probably stronger than you are. In this generation, don't live somewhere where you're not able to fix what's wrong. 
because all that happens is you become more frustrated, more upset, more angry at everyone around you, but even more so angry at yourself. I've done it. I've been there. I did it for years until I found that moment in time. And for most of us, when we think about that, it is just a blink. It's that switch that just turns off. It's the I'm done moment. And if you reach that moment, here's what's going to happen. You're going to gather up your strength. You're going to go into the other room and you're going to take a really good, hard look in the mirror and decide whether you are strong enough to fix it and get out and start over and have a real life. Or you're going to be one of those people that just takes it and lives like that and becomes one of those old women that has no passion, no drive, no desire, and accepts life for what it is. Now, come on, that's bullshit. If you've been spending time with me and listening to this podcast, I don't care if this is the first one you've ever heard, but man, there are a hundred of these podcasts I've put out, and if you have continued to listen, you are not that other woman. You're not the patsy that's going to sit there and take it. You're going to try and fix what's wrong. Or you're going to step outside after he refuses to fix what's wrong. Because you need to be important. You need to be who you were. Who you lost somewhere along the way. It can happen if you allow it. If things are that bad, you've got to fix them. And if he says no, you see how I'm reiterating? Because I know it takes a lot to break through. This is a monumental decision for you, your children, your husband, your boyfriend, whoever it may be, your partner. It is. It's huge to take a step and walk out. But in your heart of hearts, if you know you've tried, I mean genuinely tried, not just, hey, you want to go to counseling? No? Okay. I don't mean that. I mean, like, really make an effort going forward. Make an effort to make that fix. If he comes up with excuse after excuse, well, i got to work, I've got to be at a meeting, I'm just not interested, I think we're fine the way we are, it takes two to make something work. If he thinks you're fine the way you are, the minute you say to him, you know, I'm taking a break, I need to separate, I need a month, I need to breathe, I need to see what life is like, Without you around, I need to fix myself so that maybe if I fix myself, you see, this is the right way to do it. Maybe if I fix myself, you'll be more interested in me when you come back. You see how that works? You think he's going to step out that door like a gentleman? Hell to the no. You're going to have to be a little bit more forceful. Please ask him to leave. If he won't, you leave. If your kids are too young, take them with you. Or tell your children, you just need a couple weeks. He's a grown adult. He can take care of those kids. Or you can hire somebody to come in and stay for a couple weeks, a month. Whatever you have to do to fix yourself, you can afford the luxury of fixing and mending and becoming the woman you were and the woman you want to be again. Because everyone that's around you that's in your inner circle, whether your children, your husband, your parents, your siblings, your boss, your employees, 
they will notice a difference in you. And the only thing they can notice if you do fix, mend, heal, is that you are a force to contend with, a stronger woman. The woman you've always been, but got smushed in down there a little bit. Maybe too many people have stepped on you too many times. It's hard raising children that have needs all the time. Being with a man or partner who is constantly looking at you for his desires or looking for you to work within his schedule, your parents that might be needy at this point in their lives, it's really hard to be a mom, wife, and child at the same time when we have all this stuff stirring inside of us. You can't ignore it anymore. You can't. And for some reason, if you feel yourself really stuck, and I know all those reasons, I did it. And I've talked with you about it before. I don't even know how I got onto this rant because I said I had nothing to talk about because I'm happy. But it's because I made all those changes. I walked. I healed. I learned to let myself be, to stop browbeating myself and become a better woman as a result. If you need help, write me. Come on the air with me. Let me talk you through it. Nobody needs to know your name. We can just talk. If you don't want to record, fine. I'll just talk to you on the side. That's why I'm here. I feel like at some points in my life, I have hit rock bottom. Not just health-wise. I mean, I, I bounced back. I dusted off. I'm talking about emotionally. I know I've hit rock bottom on more than several occasions. And I didn't have anybody to talk to to bring myself back up. I'm just a lucky person that once in a while I'll meet somebody, a stranger, that will be able to show me by me looking in their eyes to see what I really need to do to fix myself. A couple words of encouragement or seeing somebody else that's already done it. It helps. I'm here. If you'd like to reach me, find me right here. You could write me a note on the podcast. Subscribe, because I am not going to chase you with this. If you subscribe to this Sugar Mom podcast, I'm just going to show up in your inbox every week. Now, you can't deny that. At least you have something that is coming at you as a reminder as to what to do to make yourself a better person. Send me a little note. Let me know if you like what I'm saying and if I'm offensive, because I can tone it down if need be. I have no problem with that. My email address, if you'd like to really get personal, is robinmarshallsugarmom at gmail.com. robinmarshallsugarmom at gmail.com. I'm here as a friend. The woman I met last week, the woman I interviewed a year ago, these women have remained my friends. And I really do care about them a lot. And I feel the same with any new woman that enters my life. Please do feel free to use my email. Go to my website. You can contact me there too. It's sugarmom.net. There's a contact me button. Just click it. I check my mail all the time. And you'll be able to read blogs, not just listen to podcasts. If you go to the website, sugarmom.net, you'll see pictures. You'll see me being silly. 
<laughs> I do have a silly side. <sighs> I have all kinds of sides. But so do you, and it's time to start exploring. Like playing doctor, but with your own mind. Remembering that you're multifaceted. You're exciting. You're a force to contend with that you just might have forgotten about. What letter are we up to with hurricanes? But you pick the next letter and associate it with your name. Whiplash Wendy. You know, come up with your own. But stick to it. I would love to hear from you. Once again, RobinMarshallSugarMom at gmail.com or right here on the Sugar Mom podcast on iTunes or on my website, SugarMom.net. You see, I've given you three different ways to get in touch with me. And I'll let you know how my relationship progresses as it progresses, which I see it doing. We all deserve happiness. Sometimes we put ourselves in a position where we don't think we deserve. And I don't know why we do that to ourselves. We shouldn't allow that to happen. We self-sabotage or we settle. There is no such thing as settling. You be the best you can be. That doesn't mean superwoman. It just means whatever you've got in you that is the best you, you need to get back to that best you person. I'm working on it with myself. That's the first step. Start working on it. It doesn't happen overnight. It's lots of major decisions to make. But a suggestion I have is to take a piece of paper and pen. Forget the computer. Don't type it. Write it. Write down the things that you are now. Write down the things that you used to be. Across from each other on the paper. Write down the things you want to be. Look at those lists and see what you feel is a possibility within reach. Not something that is so outrageous that you'll never be able to reach that point. Be realistic and hopeful. Look closely at what you've written. Realize where you faltered on one side, where you rose to the occasion on the other, and find a middle ground, somewhere that you want to be, even if it's just a little bit better than where you are right now. It's more. You have a foundation that you can grow and take step after step. Baby steps. You don't have to run You don't have to jump and leap. Little teeny steps to get you where you want to go. It's the motivation that you need to get to the top level. Slowly. Breathe. It'll be okay. If you need help, reach out. I'm here. I promise. I say what I mean, and I mean what I say. That's one of my little pet peeves. I can't stand when I meet people, not just men, anyone in general, that says one thing, doesn't follow through, and does another. It drives me crazy. How are you supposed to believe in that person if they don't follow through on what they promise or even what they suggest? So, take everything I said, make a list, where you are, where you were, and where you want to be. Work with the list. Take one thing at a time. Don't be afraid to talk to your husband or your boyfriend. Don't ever be afraid to tell the truth about where you think you should be in life and what's holding you back. See if they can rise to the occasion too. You'd be amazed at what one little conversation can do 
When was the last time your husband brought you flowers? Hmm? Just think about that, and I'll talk with you next week. You always have a friend in me. It's Robin Marshall. Losing her voice. That's because I talk too much. I'm also known as Sugar Mom. Have a wonderful day. <laughs>